I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. We worship at Island Creek Elementary School, 7855 Morning View Lane, every Sunday at 10 a.m. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Our psalm today is from Psalm 37, 7 through 10. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret yourself over the one who prospers, the one who succeeds in evil schemes. Refrain from anger. Leave rage alone. Do not fret yourself. It leads only to evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord shall possess the land. Quiet our troubled souls, O Lord, with peace that passes understanding. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Rock of ages, when the day seems long, from this labor and this heartache I have come. The skies will wear out, but you remain the same. Rock of ages, I praise your name. Rock of ages, you have brought me near. You have poured out your lifeblood, your love, your tears. To make this stone heart come alive again. Rock of ages, forgive my sin. Rock of ages, rock of ages. 
storm comes, rock of ages, your will be done. Let's sing one more verse. Rock of ages, when in want or rest, my desperate need for such a Savior I confess. Pull these idols out from my heart's embrace. Rock of ages, I need your grace. Rock of ages, rock of ages, bind your children until the kingdom comes. Rock of ages, your will be done. We're going to read from um, Ruth 3 today, uh, starting with verse 1. We're going to read the entire chapter of Ruth 3. Hear now the word of God. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I need to seek some security for you so that it may be well with you. Now here is your kinsman, Boaz. Remember Boaz from, from the last chapter. Here is your kinsman, Boaz, with whose young women you have been working See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now wash and anoint yourself and put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what to do. She said to her, all that you tell me, I will do. That's what Ruth says to Naomi. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had instructed her when Boaz had eaten and drunk and he was in a contented mood. She went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. When she came stealthily and uncovered his feet and lie down, at midnight, the man was startled and turned over and there lying at his feet was a woman. He said, who are you? And she asked, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant, for you are next of kin. He said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. This last insistence of your loyalty is better than the first. You have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not be afraid. I will do for you all that you ask, for all the assembly of my people Know that you are a worthy woman. But now, though it is true that I am a near kinsman, there is another kinsman more closely related than I. Remain this night, and in the morning, he will act as next of kin for you. Good, let him do it. If he is not willing to act as next of kin for you, then as the Lord lives, I will act as next of kin for you. Lie down until the morning. So, she lay at his feet until morning, 
but got up before one person could recognize another. For, he said, It must not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Then he said, Bring the cloak you are wearing and hold it. So she held it, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her back. Then he went into the city. She came to her mother-in-law and said, How did things go with you, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said, Do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will set, settle the matter today. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a few things we know about this story. Um, and some things may seem weird and for our, the way we live and, and how, and, and how we maybe find a suitor and how we, you know, date and how we meet people and how we relate with one another. It may seem incredibly weird. Um, contextually, this is probably something we don't really understand much, but, um, from verse, from, from chapter two, you remember, Ruth is gleaning in the fields and she's getting all the leftovers after everyone else has stopped gleaning. And Boaz, this very, very kind man who she's been told is a relative of hers, um, actually not hers, Naomi's, a relative of Naomi's. He invites her to take handfuls, handfuls of barley home with her, handfuls of the harvest home with her, not just the pieces afterwards. And so, of course, she's noticing how kind this man is. While every other man, if a foreigner was in their land, would, would consider her property, would, um, would claim her as his own, tr mistreat her, sexually abuse her, this man has given her space to, to be in the fields as she is and not only be there, but has given her more than she could ever ask for. So this man is, is un, an unlikely kind person within her life. And she calls him her kinsman redeemer. Um, throughout this passage, you, you keep seeing, uh, it says, if he is not willing to act as next of kin for you, then as the Lord lives, I will act as next of kin for you. So in this passage, she, she comes at the, the prodding of Naomi to, to realize that this man is, is, is nicer than any man I've ever met, kinder than any man I've ever met. Um, he could act as my redeemer. And what, what it means as my redeemer in this case is perhaps he will marry me. Perhaps he'll take care of me. Perhaps he'd be willing to marry me and take care of me in a land where women who are, you know, widowed and single do not survive. And perhaps he'd be willing to do it even though I come with an older woman. I come with two women, really. There's two of us needing to be cared for. Would he even consider marrying me? And the funny thing is he he immediately reverses it. Rather than feeling honored to, that she would have chosen him, he puts it off. No, you know, there's another guy. There's another guy in town. He's younger, closer to your age, probably a guy you'd like a little bit better than me. Um, and so this will he be next of kin for you is really will he be the one who will redeem me? Um, and in this case, marry me. And he even offers another man says, I'm too old for you. I, I can't imagine what you would see in me. This is just this beautiful, I mean, it is this beautiful love story. So that's part of it. Um, but beyond that, this, this kind of kindness that knows no end, this kindness and humility that knows no end. And um, 
And so it, it doesn't have to be a, a relationship between a male and a female. Some, it doesn't have to be that, that, and, you know, I know contextually here, he is rescuing her from her circumstances. Um, but for us, as, as people who are consumed by our own power, our own might, by, by what we have to offer and all that, it's such a beautiful story to, to put aside our power. You know, Boaz puts aside his power. He puts aside his success. He puts aside everything he has to offer and even can't even imagine that she would choose him anyways. It's just this example of un unbelievable kindness and humility. Um, la this past Sunday, we also talked about something in Ruth. Um, and we're going to dig more into the story of Ruth and Boaz this Sunday because chapter four is, is related to their marriage and not to give the ending of the story away. Um, we're going to dig more into that this Sunday, this last Sunday. We're going to really focus in on Ruth and Boaz. But this past Sunday, we talked about um, how this 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 book of Ruth, how important it is, set within the entire um, Old Testament narrative related to salvation. So this, she calls him her kinsman redeemer, the one who is going to redeem me, the one who's going to save me from the hell I'm living in. Um, there's a lot of talk about redemption and salvation here, but throughout the Old Testament, we have other kind of views of redemption and salvation. So um, in, um, in Zechariah, there's like salvation, redemption of humankind is this big political reclamation uh, where, you know, we get King David back on the throne. Um, so is salvation this kind of political restoration? Then then you have uh, in, in the book of Daniel, it's this more apocalyptic. Uh, it's going to be the end of days and some people will be um, tormented forever and some people will find redemption and salvation. And, and so... And that's more of like, you, if you were to categorize them, you have one that's all what we do. It's what people do. Let's get the next king on the throne. Let's find who's going to, to reign over us so that we can have justice, you know, flow down like waters and righteousness, like an ever flowing stream. And so, so let's get somebody on the throne. And then the other one is this act that God does, this apocalyptic act that we have nothing to do with. And so we're just going to have to wait for God to save us. And the wonderful thing about Ruth is it it sits in that space between heaven and earth. That's what we talked about on Sunday is salvation, redemption is, is both this act of God. We hear talk in Ruth of God's favor, of God's um, providing, of God's um, providence in the life of Ruth. But how you see it lived out is through, you know, foreigners and... And the gleaning of crops and the migrating of peoples and, and, and companionship and day-to-day -day harvesting and all these kind of mundane earthly things. It's like it's between heaven and it's between earth. The salvation is not just, you know, God's going to rescue us or rescue our souls, that God's, God does all the work, but that we are involved in this, in this life of salvation uh, where we are involved in the healing of the world too, that there's this partnership be between God and humanity. And so that's, that's really what, what we wanted to glean from this past Sunday, for lack of a better word, glean um, this past Sunday, 
But I wonder how you see that here, and I wonder how you see that in your own life. I wonder in your own life how you see God redeeming you, how you see God saving you from maybe the hell you've created or or the hell you haven't created, maybe from from an illness that that has taken over your body or, or from depression because of, of, of a loss of a job or, or the loss of a loved one or just depression and you don't even know how to name it. Um, I wonder how God is saving you despite any act that you're doing, despite anything that you have to offer. And then I also wonder how you are, are involved in the day-to-day work of salvation. I wonder uh, how, how you are involved in, in the healing process. Where is God leading you to be involved in that? Um, I know that's a really kind of heady question. And a lot of people don't know what to do with that, but it is this blending of heaven and earth, this blending of God's work in our lives, but we're also not, not we don't just sit on our backside and wait for the world to, to be made right, right? Um, so let's pray. God of our redemption, we rest in the knowledge that you are a redeeming God and that you send people into our lives to pull us out of the muck and the mire that this salvation experiences, this this long process of, of experiencing your grace before we ever deserved it, of, of turning towards you and of living a life of healing and hope and seeking after the things of you in order to help redeem this world. God, we know that that we are like little band-aids on a broken world. That is what we are to be as Christians, and so we reclaim that calling today. Rock of ages, we rely on you. That when, when in want and in rest, when the day seems long, when the journey seems tired, tiresome that that you are with us and that you sustain us and you care for us and we know that that is true we pray for those who feel tired and worn down and broken and useless and as if they're not even worthy of being saved ask that you would wrap them in your love cherish them make them feel cherished god as you as you see them, as you see them as beloved children of yours. And we pray that prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And so I um, let, let us dismiss today with our very common words that we use every time from our common prayer book. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. I hope to see you this Sunday for um, Ruth 4. And um, we'll be up here one more time next week to read Ruth 4 in a deeper um, way together. Thanks for joining us for a morning prayer and see you next time. There is-
at the table of the Lord.